Hello, this is Caleb down at Green Drop Garage off of MLK. Just giving you a call to confirm your appointment with us tomorrow at 815. If you need to reschedule for any reason, please give us a call at 503-867-8119. Otherwise, we will see you in the morning. Thanks, Matt. Welcome to episode number seven. Uh, we're doing a morning edition this time. It's still morning, I think. Yep. Um, and we are joined by our second guest of the show, who is a longtime friend of both of us. And um, he is our insight into the auto world. And uh, that's kind of the direction we're going to be going for most of this conversation. You know, I'm sure we'll drift apart a handful of times, but um, we're going to kind of Throw the dipstick into Tug's brain, you know? <laughs> and, uh, yeah, how you feeling? Good morning. Thank you for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. <laughs> no, nice um, to see you, man. Yeah, thanks. You know, it's uh, my first time being in your your humble abode here as well, so it's a good time. Yeah, and, finally, uh, fuck. Oh, man, when you asked if uh, I wanted to come and talk about cars, I'm, uh, hey, yeah, I was probably talking about cars when I got your message. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, no, happy to be here. That was the stop I had to pull to to get you here. Was oh yeah. yeah. By the way, um, when I was just outside throwing something in the dumpster, I noticed that there's a fucking like old toy, and it's it's like a, a tractor trailer with like a little truck and shit down there. So no that's way. like a little little omen. Or okay, little something. the world's trying to speak to us here. <laughs> and I don't often see toys, but I was thinking about scooping them, and throwing them on Macari, you know. How weird. Yeah. Put them up on eBay. You know, might be the next big thing. That's what Mercari is. Yeah, Mercari yeah. is the way to go right now. Matt's like yeah. killing off of that. Oh, yeah. 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 Very yeah. cool. Slinging the Pokemon toys. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. And Star Wars and all sorts of shit, yeah. Find and out which ones are... Yeah, you've got a lot of them. Dude, I'm sure, sure... Actually, I'm sure I know you collect a lot of, like, auto toys and, and bullshit. I'm yeah. sure there's stuff on there that you could get. Like, yeah, I even 100%. do have a few Hot Wheels and stuff that, you know... I don't know if they're more valuable than anything, but I knew that they were going to be pretty hard to find, and so I stocked up on a little bit. But, yeah, definitely have some stuff laying around uh, probably my parents' house and oh, could go out there and see what we got. Your dad's spot is a fucking treasure trove for for a site like that. Yeah. That's for sure. No kidding, no kidding. Yeah. yeah. So this is your Saturday, basically, right? Like your first day off of the week? Yeah, well, um, lately we actually... Um, have been temporarily closed on Saturdays just because we had lost one of my technicians at work. Oh, okay. Um, and so um, I have been working Monday through Friday and getting Saturday and Sunday off. So oh, okay. it's been kind of nice for sure. Gotcha, gotcha. Right on. Did you have any notable moments from last week besides when I came in? Oh, man. Um, Jeez. <laughs> Without getting too, <laughs> I don't know, out of control on these stories, but... No, we um, want we want as out of control as you can allow as long as yeah. as your as your position will yeah <laughs> survive. exactly you can't you can't give out any names as much as I oh thought. yeah no no <laughs> names oh not, no names but uh, no if we're looking for wild stories um, I mean we get it's been happening more and more lately where we'll have some pretty wild people walking by the shop you know and uh, occasionally it's happened a couple of times probably in the last two months where. My uh, window where I'm sitting, I kind of sit in the corner, right up against, uh, right up against the um, MLK, 
and it gets wild. People start walking by, and uh, occasionally there will be somebody smacking the window or something last time. Um, <laughs> Just, yeah, make I sure have, you're doing your job, you know, wake up a little bit. No kidding. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely silent, and then all of a sudden uh, this guy had, like, a broomstick handle, you know, and just baseball swinged it right up against the glass. And uh, Next to your desk right there? Yeah, startled the shit out of me. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, you know, I, of course, went out there and was like, hey, what the hell? And, uh, oh, yeah, he was ready to hit me with it, you know, and so you got to pick your battles wisely and kind of just went back in the shop real quick. But, yeah, yeah, no, they're not messing around. It's crazy. Back to the safety of your castle. Yep, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, what? Um, I don't even know what your exact position title is. Oh, I'm manager of that location. Just straight yeah, up, dude. Balling. Yeah, shop. yeah. Yep. Right. Yep. Shop manager. Um, it's been that way probably. I want to say like almost two years because in February it'll be my third year with the company. Oh, okay. Um. But, uh, yeah, yeah, no, Green Drop Garage. Um, we got four locations in the downtown Portland metro area. Um, we're one of the most certified eco-friendly shops in the nation. Um, and so we are private business, almost like a mom and pop, you know. The, the owner stays tight within the, the group. And um, for the most part, uh, I would say that, yeah, we're probably one of the more premier auto shops in Portland. Dude, fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. And even on a nationwide standard, there's some some checks that you're hitting exactly exactly what, what are those things um, that make you guys like- you know uh we're a certified b corporation um sure. and so that goes a long way especially in the area that we're in um but also there are some pretty crazy you know eco-minded stuff that most auto shops would not give a crap about you what, know what are some examples of that um i would say for the most part our oils that we're using it is a castor oil product um however it goes through a re-refining process, um, not necessarily recycled. All of our synthetic oils will be new oils, but as far as our synthetic blends that we use, it is going to be something that was once used and then got re-refined. Okay. Um, and so it costs a little bit more, um, okay. but we do get that little extra stamp. Um, Interesting. A lot of it is preventative measures, like... For instance, all of our huge oil containers, we do have these bins that are able to contain the like 110% of the capacity. Mm-hmm. Um, really cool, you know, really weird stuff at the same time. We got to make sure that if there was an oil spill, we have the measures to prevent it from getting, you know, okay. out of hand. Um, and so rather than, you know, just crossing your fingers and hoping none of that happens, even if it did happen, we would be a way better you know, prevention point to, to making sure the little duckies don't get any oil on their feathers, yeah, you know? No, that makes a lot more sense that the fight is being fought on that preventative side and not, like, an active kind of... Yeah, exactly. Um, we're paperless, you know, little things here and there. We don't do paper invoices or anything like that. Um, all of our repair orders are shareable online and via, you know, text message, email. Oh, yeah, that, there's, there's something special about that software they're using, too, right? Yeah, that's exactly. Fucking, so, yeah. you know, for the listeners, Matt is a member of our <laughs> car care membership. And so he does know a little bit of our, our secrets in the tech world. But, yep, for the most part, if there's something that I need to, you know, let you know about rather than calling you and you wondering if I'm lying to you or not, if there's a problem with your car, not only can I take a picture of it, but if it's really messed up, 
I don't mind taking a short video and saying, you know, your wheel is about to fall off. And, uh, <laughs> you know, here's yeah. a video to prove it. So, no, and I want to get into a couple stories like that too. Those yeah, are those I bet probably you've the most seen some messed up stuff roll through. Yeah, there. just like my favorite would be ones that um, people come in knowing there's a problem, but having no idea what the problem is. And then you look for like five seconds and you're like, this is a huge problem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, and it how can, did you it not can know? be yeah, in both ways there, you know, sometimes a really loud noise can be something simple. Um, something that did happen recently was pretty funny that, um, a, you know, guy calls in, says, Hey, I just installed some a suspension lift on my Subaru very common um it is because you can take a stock subaru foresters uh struts in the front like their shocks and struts they will transfer directly over into let's say a subaru legacy and it'll lift it off the ground for pretty cheap to get the stock you know stuff um and so him and his friend did that and then he said he was having a really loud clunking noise going on in the front and so you know i just tell him bring it into the shop and he drops it off and as the technicians backing it out there, the noise was there immediately going two miles an hour and he gets out and he could take the lug nuts off of the wheel by hand without even having a tool because they had forgotten to tighten down the lug nuts. And so after driving it for a little bit, the wheel came already, loose. Oh yeah. yeah. And so, uh, oh, my goodness. that's, that's what it took was just for us to tighten down the lug nuts. And then we went on the test drive and there was, there were some other noises, but, um, you know, yeah. the, the main problem that he was worried about was just, yeah, man. And a theme to that story, too, is just, like, it's funny how little some customers might go into, like, looking into the problem themselves if they really just, like, checked it. the fucking, Exactly. Know, like that's kind it of a proves big... they did not even go as far to take the wheel off to double-check their work because they would then have realized that the lug nuts <laughs> were not tight. Yeah, right. And, uh, it's you know, it gave us, you know, maybe, I don't know what we charged him, maybe... 37, you know, 15 minutes of labor or something mm -hmm. like that to get it taken care of. But um, if that, you know, yeah, I might have yeah. even just said, hey, we didn't even want to look at it after that and, you know, sent you on your way. Yeah. Right on. Um, but, yeah, no, we've had um, even a friend of mine, um, my friend Steven, uh, he has a buddy or, you know, he's one of our friends in general, Miles. He's a cool guy. And uh, not to throw him under the bus, but uh, he had run into uh, a problem with his car where his one of his wheels locked up, like straight up stopped moving. One of, I think, his, his rear wheels. And uh, it was because he had worn the brake pad down to the metal. And he had said that, you know, for the last month he had had this pretty weird noise going on when he was hitting his brakes. <laughs> so it just seized to and the fucking... It, uh, it, the metal pad wore down so thin, you know, the, the friction material was gone. So he was metal on metal for a while. And then the actual backing <laughs> plate to the brake pad wore down so much that eventually it slid past the bracket as it was being squeezed and just wedged Locked in between right the it. bracket and the uh, the brake rotor. Wowzers. Just seized it up. going to move. Yeah, we had to drive it into the shop, and the whole wheel was just like, kinda, you know. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, uh, just one of those kind of horror stories, to be honest. Oh, yeah. Brakes are pretty important. So it's what's, a safety. What's the what needs to be all repaired in that situation? Like that um, sounds like luckily, I think he actually did over. You know, he needed brake calipers on top of the brake rotors and brake pads, um, and then his bolts. I think. Um, 
super rusty East Coast car, you know, so yeah. I had a bunch of rust underneath, and we ended up, I think, replacing the brake hoses on top of that because the rust was making it leak, even with the new caliper, mm-hmm. and so we tried the new washers, the whole deal, and it wasn't doing it, so I had to call them and let them know, like, Boy. yeah, man, this, this sucks for you, but uh, we got you, you know. Nice. But... Yeah, we'll no, there's some definitely horror stories. Those are those are easy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, those are the easy ones. Uh-huh, was, uh-huh. That, was that guy a member? Um, I don't think he is. he. So that's the thing is, um, Miles, man, he knows and he wants to learn more about working on his own car, and so he he has never had a problem changing his oil and stuff like that. And in this case, even I can't say even myself on my Mustang did let a brake noise go by because I thought that I knew my car, you know, yeah, sure. it's not that big a deal. And then eventually it was getting really bad. And then I had went back and one of my brake shoes, you know, on the old school style brake drum brakes, the shoe was into the metal. And so, you know, <laughs> yeah, that's a fun game that you're playing when you're driving something that you're working on yourself and you like think, like you said, you think, you know, all the noises. So you yep. hear something and you're probably like tripping yourself out. Like, Oh, has that been here for a while? Or is that yep. like a yeah. new thing? Like, yep. cause that, you know, and in this case, I think both moms and I knew that there was like some, some break stuff going on. But it never caused us that big of a problem. Yeah. But in in Miles's case, it did stop him from driving the car. Dude, I'm ashamed to admit. You know, you remember my my red Integra that I had. Uh huh. Yeah. I'm ashamed to admit I let the brakes go pretty bad on that. I let the I checked that by the time I was changing it, the rotors were just dug into like. Yep, oh it happens. God. Yeah, I yeah. believe I've had the same story. <laughs> yep, yep. And if you know, it's brakes are one of those things that you want to replace them before it becomes like a safety hazard. You know, and so yeah. we we recommend brakes. You know, I don't want to say you know you'd probably get another five thousand miles out of them or something before we start recommending them. Um, but for the most part, that's our job is to make pe- make sure yeah. people are safe. And when they're willing to pay us to, to trust us in that, that aspect, that's really right. the whole reason is, you know, we care more about safety stuff than if your car has a minor oil leak or something. It's, yeah, it's yeah, not that yeah. big of a deal. Right. Yep. I think that's why people like us the most, or at least me, because they know I'm not that afraid when, to say that. You yeah, know? and they know when you're being urgent, it's not because like you're trying to hustle something necessarily. It's just like literally the yep. safety is compromised right now. Yep. <laughs> you know. Yep. Like, and uh, yeah, I think our car care membership—that's um, kind of what draws us in—is we're nearing three thousand members, and so when you have that many people that are coming in every three to five months or three, three to five thousand miles, okay, yeah, then. Um, you know, we're bound, we're able to let them know 10,000 miles ahead of time that they need brakes. And so when they come in next year and they're needing brakes, it's already set up and they trust us because we've been telling them that, you yeah. know, it all kind of adds up. <clears throat> yeah. And then when you have this big of a client base that trusts you and you have this many clients coming in, you're bound to hit tires, brakes, especially in this season. All summer, I was telling people, hey, you're going to need tires before winter. And boom, six months later, selling tires like a madman yeah yeah people are calling me and telling me hey you told me i needed tires yeah and now's the time and And i'm like like, yes i did (laughs) yeah planted that seed exactly farming baby (laughs) it's harvest season for tires (laughs) man nice oh yeah yep yep good stuff i think mine are gonna make it through this one just fine we had um i swear we had just hooked you up with the um the new ones the toyo celsius baby all weather tire 
it's like a winter tire, so it um, has like the snow peak on the side, so it qualifies as a winter traction device. Okay. However, it comes with a 60,000-mile warranty, and it's designed to stay on the car all year round. And so you don't have to do summer and winter tires. You're going to have a tire that won't wear out like a winter tire. However, it will handle pretty well in that snow and ice if you were to go, you know, I don't know. You do you don't do much snowing and skiing, but you do – or. Uh, snowboarding that's snowing and skiing yeah snowing. I, I like snowing man but no, uh no. you do some hiking you yeah know? no i mean occasionally i feel pretty confident in like a little bit of slush a little bit of snow on the road yep. for sure as i should as i should yep you know but so last year i should probably get out for you know i'm in bend yeah exactly outside. and i could tell you there's a more affordable <laughs> option from if you yeah this could turn right into there. a product now. Do you guys want to hear about tires? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. no. Any car question, I always tell people, like, shoot. I, I do it for random people all the time, calling, asking all sorts of questions. Like, sure, shoot, dude. man. Just, we got a text line now. So you, anybody could text our whole manager staff, including our general manager and Bro. stuff, about a question. And we get some funny ones. Like, hey, <laughs> I hit a deer yesterday, and I'm looking for somebody. And it's like, oh, we don't do that kind of work, but body we work. recommend Speed's Auto Body down on, yeah. you know, second and water or whatever they're at. Nice. But, um, yeah, we're trying, to, we're trying to break down that barrier. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're going to be like, I don't know. Just a, a, we're, I'm more customer service oriented, and we do really, really good work. Yeah. Um, and that's what it takes. Well, is, that's really I important. I mean, mm-hmm. a lot of the places you go in there, and it's just so, like, robotic sometimes. People don't know what they're getting. You know, they know people come from the they dealer. Like they're being, you know, car salesmen, you know. They're just exactly. Trying to, just trying to There's pressure. Mm-hmm. We're pressure. trying to make a low-pressure auto maintenance yeah. experience. And I think we're doing a pretty good job at it. And, uh, yeah, no, I mean, the whole structure that was, I mean, I didn't know anything about this stuff before I got a job here. And the things that they've set in place and the way that they want the company ran, when we stick to it, it we see the success. I mean, they, they've really built a good model for auto care, and I just am lucky enough to be a part of it. And yes. I'd say now, you know, I'm starting to become more of an influence, in my opinion, um, <laughs> on uh, on the shop. And, you know, they put this shop in my hands, and... We've been killing it, and it's awesome. It's and it's because of their kind of you know model, I guess. I'm not doing anything but follow their kind of rules. Yeah, right. And it's just stacking up. No, it's good. No, yeah, it's definitely a mix of the of the regiment and and then just the personality and everything. Yeah, but yeah, for I, sure. I'm pretty stoked that I'm in the fam. Yeah, exactly. Sure. But um, with the car care family. But okay, dude. Yeah, good, yeah. good. Um. Did you find any little little diddles? Well, maybe? I kind of wanted Caleb to tell us a little bit more okay. about his racing, dude. Well, fuck and yeah, racing. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. You exactly. Only, you only hinted at the at the miracle whip. Yeah, true that. True for that. Five seconds. Yep, the old uh, five point oh, baby. <laughs> um, no, for listeners who don't know, um, I am the back to back stick shift champion. Um, at Woodburn Drag Strip for the Ford Fever Classic. Um, 2021? Yeah, 2020 and 2021. Um, both times I was racing family members in the finals. Um, last year, my brother and I were racing, and then this year my dad and I were racing. And, uh, yeah, no, good times. Enabo Racing 
is our uh, is our team team racing name, and uh, we're gonna be turning heads and getting some attention, I think, over the next coming years in our 5.0 Fox Body Mustangs. Dude, that is there's your mission statement right there. Oh yeah, yeah, trying to embrace it, you know, and and see where it takes us, because yeah, both uh, my brother and I were super fired up about it, and. Uh, it, it we're gets, we're getting some cool cars, you know. I I think uh, this past little you know year, I'd say, of putting little things on my car to kind of really take that next step into actually being somewhat of a, a race car. You know, it's still a street car; it'll always be. But uh, getting some pretty cool tech in it, and uh, yeah, just kind of making it a little more modern from that 1989 style. All right. Yep. Yep. But racing wise. Um, I kind of like to do, I mean, I think my brother really likes to do it all as well, but drag racing has kind of been the easiest to go out and do, um, just cause I think the chances to race are a little bit more common. Um, but also autocross is where, you know, you set up the, the cone course in pretty large areas, parking lots and stuff. Um, but then it's just kind of a time attack race against time type deal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Super, um, pretty tight and technical, you know, it's not real hundred mile an hour wide open throttle racing, but, um, that would be the next thing I think that would be fun to do, uh, is get into a little road race action, but also drifting would be super fun. And, uh, the way that we're setting up, I mean, at least me and my car, it's not really the best at drag racing or the best at drifting or the best at autocross. I'm really trying to make a platform that's going to give me that versatility to do it all. Yeah, right. Um, I'd like to, you know, be able to beat on it a little bit, but also not go too crazy to where I can't take it to an event the following weekend. Okay, so what's the drifting event entail? I don't remember anything. So I've never done it. Um, I know of it, and I'm, you know, watch a lot of videos on it, and you do know, they do it's, it it's drifting. No, um, it would be down at Pat's Acres Racing Complex. Oh, okay. Um, they do a lot of kart racing, the go-karts, yeah. really shifter kart type style. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a motocross track, I believe, down there. But um, there's a, a Formula Drift. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that whole gig. It's pretty popular, sure. televised on YouTube. Um, but it's basically a drift competition. Um, and it, you should give it a watch. You know, it's kind of an upcoming motorsport. Um, that's gaining a lot of traction. There's all these, you know, Ford racing team, all these professional drivers, all this stuff. And Chelsea Denofa is a Formula Drift driver who happens to drive Ford Mustang. Um, and so Ford totally backs him. I'm a fan, obviously, good old Ford racing team. Um, but uh, ultimately, he, ha- he runs a school of drift down at Pat's Acres. And so Pat's Acres has gained a lot of funding and their drift track has gotten a whole bunch of face, you know, big facelift with new pavement, big corners. It's really becoming a, a scene, and it's located down in Canby, so, okay, so not what too it, far away. So what is it? What is the event structured like then? Like, um, I think for more novice stuff like me, they're not going to have you, you know, drifting next to people. Um, but eventually, that's kind of what you would work into is um, just having like a chain of cars that are able to drift around the corners, and you. I think the object is to link the corners so you're never really going straight. You're always, like, drifting yeah. super wide, and yeah. then you kind of kick it back and drift around the next corner, you know? In a racing setting? 
Um, or... I think once again, it's more style. Oh, okay. The way they win, you know, is less time. Oh. It's about how well they hit the course. Oh. The style, like, you know, like if they, you know, if you show somebody who's winning competitions versus more of a novice, you're going to see that this guy, sure, he's drifting. Yeah. But this guy is like stylish. Just butter you know, and just right into Exactly. It. Yeah. Very smooth, so, buttery transitions. So is there, a, is there a set of judges for that? Then, um, or? for what I would be doing, would be purely more um, exhibit or you know, just kind of free roam, you know, um, wouldn't necessarily be judged at all. It's just a drift event to where you can go and practice your driving um, on these courses. Times are recorded, I guess, or not, not, even. not even. Yep, yep, okay. you're just trying not to spin out. Mm. Oh, word, so yep. completion it's like, is um, kind of just like the goal, yep, even. exactly. Yeah. It's okay. like, um, you know, riding motocross up at Mountain View. You know, you ever go and watch guys do that? Well, yeah, in a race, race setting. setting. Yeah, yeah. It, sometimes, um, I'm sure they do have some kind of bash for more professional drivers, but um, for the most part, I think it's pretty casual. I see. Um, and cool. just if you have a car that you can do it, they open up the track for it, and you can go practice drifting. And so, what are the key ingredients to a car that? can do that well rear wheel drive obviously um you know front wheel drive you can't really drift um some you know i don't know if some people want to say they can but i'd like to i'd like to see you look cool doing it um but uh ultimately yeah just you know anything that can slide well you know there are cars that are better at it where they're weight distribution wise exactly wheelbase all that kind of stuff um but power you know you don't have to have a whole lot of power a lot of people can you know, good drivers can drift low-powered vehicles just based on technique and skill, right. and just find the pocket. And yep. Just fucking. Yep. Yeah. Using your left foot to brake and right foot to gas, it'll keep your nose. You'll, you'll be able to maintain a speed through the corner. Yeah. And you can control dude, it. With it literally, your, is like two-pedal driving, huh? Yep. Yep. And so, learning that's how cool. to do that—that's kind of what I would need to practice on more is oh. most burnouts and cookies and stuff don't require much other than giving it gas dropping the clutch and yanking the steering wheel to the left you know and is there hardware and Letter. parts that um make that two pedal driving kind of style a lot more smooth and shit like yep. what what does that setup look like so from what i have now um i would really i i could go out now i don't my emergency brake only controls the brakes for the rear wheels and so to kick your back end and that's out, probably kind of a sloppy way like most people aren't using their e-brake to initiate are they no they are oh, really? however um where i was getting at is my stock e-brake does not work very well oh, okay. um it just you take so much the leverage isn't there oh, okay so you buy a hydraulic e-brake and it has like the one with the big the you seen a drift car with like a big handle sticking yeah. out of the ground, <laughs> so that gives you all that leverage to instantly lock up your rear wheels. And once again, in the corner, if you watch these pro drivers, they are straight up doing a dance on the foot pedals <laughs> and moving their arms. I mean, they look like a puppet, you know? <laughs> really? It's yeah. yeah they're, that just <laughs> exactly. You know, 
I, I think Pinocchio would be a great drifter just because, <laughs> oh. you know, somebody would be, it's like playing a controller, you know, I don't know. Oh, I see. I'm goofing I, around, I, I, but no, uh, that's exactly hilarious. what you mean. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And so <laughs> you're, you're using the clutch to stop the power to the rear wheels. You can stop, uh, bring your back end around by pulling the e-brake and we're talking very small movements, you know, <laughs> they're very precise with it. Yeah. And, uh, finesse, that's what gets you. Art, it's the finesse, it's the skill yeah. and okay. the judgment is based off of, but how and, smooth these cars are what about and the um literally the pedals and the uh just three pedals you know oh, okay. um gas brake clutch and they, there's nothing fancy that, that helps out with that transitioning with with, with like yeah, having two I mean, pedals on the brake and all 100 percent. Like, like for instance my mustang has cable driven uh <clears throat> a clutch whereas most modern cars have hydraulic clutches um and which everything is using hydraulic pressure rather than a straight cable pulling the clutch. And so the brake pedal and the, the all the pedals will basically require less power, um, less pressure. force. Yeah. yeah. In order to move it the way that the clutch is all custom. So the leverage points are all even. So the clutch, like you can customize it at that point when they're custom fabricating these cars is, um, and, but that's the great thing is when you modify it, these people who put, thousands of dollars into research you can buy their product for your own car and it costs a lot of money because these people went through the hassle to build all this stuff but um one of the things that my mustang is equipped with was a lot of beefy tubular control arm suspension heavy duty able to handle a lot of stress from the car moving side to side and uh ultimately um you're able to, the car has more controllable and predictable movements. And so you're able to just kind of walk that thing all over. You know, if, you, if you're good enough, it's, uh, it's fun. You know, that's okay. where you, that's why we do it is because you can't go do this in a Toyota Camry, even though, hey, not bashing it, great mileage. But um, if you want to have fun driving a vehicle, then you're going to have to, you know, A, drive it, you know. And I can tell you, I didn't learn a whole lot of driving on the track, you know. The street, if you can find a nice little church parking lot or something, man, they're uh, they're only busy on Sundays, so you can go lay, lay some stuff down. But, uh, yeah, no, um, for the most part, uh, drifting would be a, a, a great thing to do. And it's very exciting as well for spectators. Um, sure. It's just loud, a lot of loud cars. When you're on a racetrack, there's usually a whole not a whole lot of restrictions as far as exhaust and stuff, such so as turbos, loud, you know. It's definitely more of a import scene. Really? Um, but I think there are some more domestics because I will tell you, Formula Drift would be like the professional level, right? That's what if you're wanting to compete in this. And Ford, Chelsea Denofa and Von Gittin Jr., both top Ford performance drivers, they're winning. Um, and so it's it's pretty cool to and see. Wh what's the competition? What are the cars? Oh the man, there's Corvettes, um, Supras, Toyota Supra, um, little Toyota AE80 or um, oh, what are they? Uh, they there's even sign or uh, Subaru BRZs. Really? Yeah, and Toyota makes the same car. I forget what hmm. it's called. Toyota 86 or something like that. But Subaru. Yeah, yeah. All these little rear wheel drive cars um there's i think some custom cars a lot of like um nissan sylvia's i don't know s4 yeah we're getting into more just car car <laughs> names but um 
Yeah, a lot of makes and models. That's a cool and name. I bet you we would find, you know, it's all on YouTube too, so you can rewatch the um the whole event whenever you want. Cool. Mhm. Cool. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, there's a lot of it, it's a professional sport at this point for sure. Big name companies are are in it and uh of course tire sponsors all that kind of stuff follow suit, but it's like the way kind of professional motocross and stuff was televised back in the days, it wasn't necessarily on modern channel, you know, big name TV networks, but you could find it on the speed channel or yeah. something like that. Um, but good stuff. Yeah, we'll all all stuff. Oh man. We'll see you on the speed channel someday. Hey, that's top, what I'm talking top about. Gear with tugs. Top gear. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Everybody loves your, your updates. Dude, I, you know, yeah, I, I get a lot of support and, and it only, you know, really wants, makes me want to start something official. Um, but, oh man, I swear when I sit down to really try and produce something, you know, it's a lot harder than just doing on the spot clips. Just a little like Snapchat or Instagram Yeah, clip. little yeah. Instagram clips here and there. Yeah, I mean, there's a way that you can probably put those together to have them seem pretty legit. Yeah, without a whole lot of extra extra work. Because I, I tell you what, I mean, I have a couple really good videos that I've started to produce on my actual computer at home. And uh, one of them is my PC build that was, like, years ago. Oh, fuck. But I, like, put music behind it, really cut up. It's, like, a 20-minute long clip, but it's, like, good you know think, like it it shows you how to build me. a pc and it's like real and it's, it's funny exactly yeah. yeah no it's um and i know a lot of people like to i don't know you know it's like you guys people <laughs> like to hear you talk it's it, just the way you talk you know yeah um i think I, that's a lot of it is it's car stuff not a whole lot of people know what i'm talking about but they're like oh i was kind of well, excited no <laughs> no you're enthusiastic you about it you know what you're no and you don't assume the viewers know everything either you know you kind of yeah yeah and yeah you're right you're right yeah no like i yeah yeah. even just recently i think yesterday or something i was installing um a little voltage gauge into um somewhere on my car i wanted to put it sound pretty cool voltage gauge it is is plain and simple as it sounds it just displays the voltage that my charge you know charging system is producing so if for some reason i see some big voltage drop or something i can i'll see it you know rather than just like what do you expect when that happens um like your alternator's going out or there's some kind of connection either i lost a but it's rare to happen really i I'm telling you, I mean, it looks awesome. You know, it's just another digital gauge that'll display something, you know. So you're just trying Um, to be a cyborg. Yeah, you know, I'm trying to be a hot boy, you know. I'm trying to. (laughs) What's a hot boy? Trying to. Trying to stand up, uh, stand out from the crowd when it comes to Fox bodies, you know. But that's one of the reasons is I didn't want to just. Didn't want to just. this episode of the show is brought to you by a friend of the show, Mason Crow. Founded in 2020, Mason Crow is an emerging brand creating handcrafted leather stylings. Products include, but are not limited to, the Yari and Osaka men's messengers, Ryokin weekender bags, Sakura women's purses, Yebisu bifold wallets, and Izanami long wallets. Mason Crow never uses a sewing machine in the making of any of his products. And most of the leathers are French and Italian calf hides, and exotic materials range from alligator, ostrich, python, and lizard hides. 
Bespoke orders are also always welcome. Customize your own luxury product. Availability and time frames are subject to order type and current order volumes. So head over to masoncurro.com and browse some of their latest work or follow them on Instagram at homemadecurro. And you can just check the description of this episode and find links to all of this stuff too. Thank you. Yeah, so this voltage gauge, I really wanted to make sure that uh, everything's square and all the connections are good, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, and so I was making a video about it just to, you know, show off more or less that uh, I used the stock trim bezel, so the same stock thing that holds the other headlight switches and stuff. I went to Home Depot and grabbed a hole saw, drilled a nice hole right through it. I see. And was able to attach the gauge right into the stock bezel. And so it doesn't look that fancy because it's all integrated into right. the stock no, stuff. You're trying to sneak it in there. Like yeah, it's a little exactly. James Bond movie. And I'm sure on some race cars you see, you know, and this is where I can get into the hot boy stuff is you'll see them have huge gauge pods right up like the um, B pillar, whatever pillar this is right by your face. It'll have, like, even on diesel trucks, you'll see, like, gauge, 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 mm-hmm. you know, right in front of your face. Or, like, over here, you know, they'll I have know a big tachometer or something yeah, sitting yeah, on I'm the sure. dash. Absolutely. That's just a little tacky, in my opinion. And so I actually found um, through one of the Fox Body groups that I, many, the many that I follow on <laughs> Facebook, um, that somebody was 3D printing these gauge pods that uh, will replace your factory vents in the dash. And it holds the gauge right where the vent would be for the air that comes through, the HVAC vents. Mm -hmm. And so you just pop the old one out. And this one was black, too, so it matched, you know, the black interior that I did. And now it's a functional vent, too, so the air can still come around the gauge, but it will hold the gauge right in the vents of the dash. I can so there's like it's it looks fantastic. That's so funny. And just, yeah, yeah, 2021 tech, you know, 3D printed. Style points. Yeah, buddy. Yep, yep. And so, so so are you do you ironically want to be a hot boy or do you really want to be one? Um, I think <laughs> it's it's you know, I'd say more ironically. I, I don't know if I would get much street cred in like the domestic car game if I was labeling myself as like a fox body hot boy. <laughs> but um for the most part, um, some of the flair and some of the effects that I'm looking to do, like really want to put some graphics, vinyl graphics on the car. Um, and that's just, it is kind of a drift look like you look and they'll have a lot of their sponsors or rally cars. You've seen them where they got the sponsors kind of just, you know, plastered up the body panels and it just kind of looks cool when it's kind of aggressive and edgy. Um, and I don't drive it a whole lot and so it's not necessarily on the street a whole lot, but, um, you know, when I'm out on the racetrack, I want people to be able to find me (laughs) for sure. Um, but yeah, no, I definitely... You know, I'm going to put underglow on it, I think, um, buy like, like a nice underglow kit, you know, to where it'll make a, it's yeah. like RGB for your car. Tokyo Drifting. Yeah. And you're thinking like just like white as hell LED. Something. Just like. Yep. My sister for Christmas, blue. I think two years ago, I got for, um, she must've got it on Wish or some, one of those sites because it's a little plastic box that you can put in your door panel. And when you open the door, it'll display a little Mustang on the ground. And I know that <laughs> the the newer Mustangs have it, nice. you know. And really? Yeah, the newer Mustangs have it built in. That's and heavy as fuck. even that's the new ones in, in the grill. I'm pretty sure it displays the Mustang in the grill or on the ground in front of the car or something like that. 
And so it's a way that, you know, I might not do it on the door, but I could maybe, you know, I don't know, put it under the hood and have it display under the hood like the freaking bat signal. Yeah. Something Dude, like that, that, you know, is incredible. and it's all magnet activated, like a you know, uh, yeah. don't you know, home security alarm or whatever, just kind of knows when the magnet gets pulled away and it Dude, pops that thing up there. You're gonna, sick. you're gonna do everything you can to be just short of being a hot boy if you put that on there. <laughs> that's like, pretty, 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 that's pretty bad, yeah. And that's is, why that's I, sick, though. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't give up. Nobody else, you know, or there might be a few, but nobody else that you'd see. You no, know, dude, that, it's just to literally it. turn on and just like to show your friends, huh? Look how funny this is. You no know? kidding, like you that. can't even see it. You know, it's in the door. Yeah. I put it in the door. Right. You know, that custom stuff, but yeah. like my uh, Darth Vader headliner. Yeah, the <laughs> that's pretty heavy. Headliner, like uh, uh, you know, up top. Yeah, like the head panel on your car. Mm-hmm. This mosaic of. Um, clone troopers and like Darth Vader heads yeah, every here, once in a I'll while. I'll pull it up on and my it's phone. Just, like, these it's, a, like, it's a fabric that I found on Amazon that's actually Disney branded and so it's a legit clear really good um, fabric that you could sew, make pillows, whatever you want and I just bought a big enough section of it to make a headliner out of it and it came out really good. Matches kind of I didn't, you know, now we're getting cheesy, but I'd, I'd almost, <laughs> my goal is to make my car, um, like, look like a stormtrooper, but more of a black primary <laughs> color and white secondary. I see. And it already yeah. kind of has some of those effects with the white yeah. taillights, the white wing, the white hubcaps, and then I want, like, black lightning graphics kind of uh, coming around the back. And, Dude, um, <laughs> I love that you have a plan, a, a direction like that, yep. yeah, no, like a, th- a subtle thematic thing. And that came kind of like, later in, in ownership. You know, I, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I changed in college when you, I was driving around with you guys. I changed the wheel setup a few times, you know, whether Plasti Dip it all black and then peel some of the black off and leave some of it on there. You know, I did a few different things when okay. I was down in Eugene. Yep. Um, but ultimately, I'm going to show Brandon here. Yeah, so if you zoom in, it's pretty crazy. <laughs> that's, oh, dude. That's what's in the roof. Yeah, so you look up and so it's... So on the interior, that's up. Dude, that's actually really dumb. <laughs> yeah, yep, it's crazy. And he's got the two fucking heady seats in there now. Yep, yep, dude, got I two have... racing seats. I want to see this, like, sometime, because... Yep. I haven't seen that car in a long time. Yeah, man, and um, the interior really got an overhaul. Yeah, I redid I the most of the trim in the interior, so, like, it's all black inside, and the only thing that's gray is a slight little bit on the dash in the front and the carpet, but both seats are black and white, you know, black with white accent, the piping around the edges, and uh, the headliner really brought it in because it's just a big white, in uh, you know headliner with some black accents and yeah Dude, you know good work on that that's awesome it's coming along nice. yeah it's, thank you and there's a little James Bond button that he drilled through the license plate oh of, yeah of, my freaking smoke screen on off switch button. like is that even legal to fucking like drill a hole through your fucking license plate <laughs> I mean, you know I think there's some my my uh, <laughs> conversation with the gentleman who would pull me over for that would be like dude. I mean, is this really the biggest problem you got today? Like, well, you don't like James Bond? 
Yeah, but you no, can, but where you does can it stand, though? Like, where does it... What do you think actually is, like, legislation on that? I'd like, say you... I'm not trying it, to throw you under the bus. I'm just... I know no, it's a yeah, subtle yeah, yeah. fucking I minor thing. I think that but. it's not an obstruct, uh, obstruction of them viewing my license plate letters. You know, there's no numbers. But, uh, and you can also see my registration as far as my tags. Right. You know, no, I have a I license mean, plate frame, but it still displays it. And you can read my license plate. Yeah, so the information they need. But if they want to hit me with like, oh, that's that piece of metal is a piece of federal property or, or right. state property and you right. damaged it, I I don't know. At that point, mm-hmm. I'd really be upset because <laughs> I, I just think it'd be total BS that I'm getting, you know, yeah, harassed no. for that. But, but um, you're, sure. no, good point. I it's, mean, you've um, seen it, I'm if sure. If I'm worried about that, I'd also be worried that my tags have been expired since November of 2018. <laughs> And I don't run with my front license plate. So they'd have bigger bones to pick than the, uh, okay. my power switch drilled through the back of it. But it, it Dude, you're, you know, that, it's you're a hot voice. <laughs> that's what I'm getting. For the viewers that are wondering what we're hot talking boy. about, I had relocated my battery to my trunk and per NHRA drag racing regulations. And I think most other, um, you know, auto motorsport, you know, organizations, they require you to have a external power switch for you to be able to turn the battery off in case they couldn't get in and turn the key off um and so in the case of a wreck they could kill power if the car was still running or whatever or um if there's a gas leak yeah 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 and so they could kill the power so um it disconnects the power from the battery to the whole car the battery's still in there but you know, kills power to the car yep it's a kill switch Mm 100 percent. and where do most people put theirs there to be to be completely honest Uh, yeah yeah. some people drill it real race cars will have it drilled like right out the back of their taillight assembly Hmm. you know just cut a nice clean hole straight through the whole thing there's different switches some of them are like a big metal rod you can pull and push um my brother is the one who put his in the license plate and i followed suit yeah i got the same switch as him and Mm -hmm. that's exactly what we did but uh yeah it's a cool addition one more thing that's yep race car that's sick Race car. What yep. What did you do to um, fulfill the requirement before you had that set up? I did it all at the same time. Oh, okay. Yep, exactly. So as soon as I put the battery box and everything in the trunk, I be- yeah, before I took it back out no, of the I garage. Mean, like, what did you do when you raced before you had that? Um, it was in the front. Oh, okay. Yeah, like I said, when I moved it to the back, I installed the switch at the oh. same time. Oh, and so I see. Soon, yeah, it all it was all a package deal. <laughs> I understand. Yep, yep. Over a couple of days, but like I wasn't driving it around with just the battery in the trunk. Yeah, yeah. Yep. But yeah, modifications. Yeah. Yeah, one thing that I thought was interesting that is coming to me right now is um, the addition of uh, um, electric cars in racing. I know me and you had a brief conversation about it the other day. Yeah, yeah. Is there anything like... What's I don't um I don't know much about it other than they're very competitive and uh they're just as fast if not faster. Um I don't know much of the tech. I don't know what it takes to maintain it, where they get, you know, what batteries they're using, any of that. Um just because usually if I'm watching automotive content, it's either going to be uh, you know, Cletus sure. McFarland um or uh or any other cars that's more gasoline oriented just because of that's what I know. For sure, for sure. Um, but they have been kind of, in, they are kind of integrating into big uh, time to your, even your little racing kind of yep. um, 
culture. I mean, yeah, uh, the last um, drag race down at PIR, I lost to a Tesla. Yeah. Yeah, uh, so, um, right. you know, uh, I'm a little bitter about it, man. I mean, they're they're very predictable. They do what they're going to do almost every time. They're very just, you know, consistent in mm-hmm. power, and they're very powerful. They're faster than a lot of freaking cars. Um, and I think it will be something that I will have to learn or at least be somewhat proficient in. Um, cause you know, who knows how long they'll be able to even drive gasoline cars at this rate, you know, I don't know what's going on, but, um, for the most part, yeah, electric cars, they're, you know, even the new Mustang, you know, is, is electric. So yeah, no Mustang Mach-E. There's an electric one and a gas one or just an electric one? Um, there's like the new, um, like Shelby GT500, but, and I, you know, I guess you're right. They probably haven't stopped making the normal Mustangs. However, they came out with the Mustang Mach-E. I actually saw one driving around downtown. I saw one with my own eyes. Dude. And it has the Mustang badge on it. It's kind of a crossover SUV-looking thing, all electric. And once again, it's, Ford Performance put together. It's a Mustang kind of crossover type of thing? It says Mustang Mach-E. It has the pony on the, on the grill, man. It's crazy. That sounds pretty fucking cool. Yeah. You're probably excited to get look up close to that someday. Yeah, exactly. I don't know how exciting it is, you know. There's no engine to look at. Yeah. And and that's one thing that I kinda right. like doing is You're not kinda look that. at a computer and be like, Man, that's a cool looking computer. Yeah, like look at that torque curve, you know. Like, I don't know. I haven't gotten into that uh that um wow. yep, there's a picture of it. I've definitely seen that before. Yep. It's not bad looking. They're they're gonna become more and more popular, and uh, it's you know, not there's not a whole lot of traction on it. You know, not a whole lot of people are really digging it in the Mustang community, but there are the few that are like, no, it's a cool car. It'll gain a crowd. It is. It is. It'll get a. It'll gain a new crowd outside of the like traditional Mustang because that is like that's a total rebranding of what a Mustang is. Yeah, I think the goal would be they could still go out to the drag strip and beat me. Really? Track, yeah. You know, like yeah. they're fast cars and it's just instant. I'll just torque. say they're just boom. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. There's, there's no and gears clanking in there. Just so yep, there's just no room, no. To electricity. So boom. actually, in a way, <laughs> yep. I just haven't had a thought. Maybe that'll kind of be something that plays against having like a, um electric only like um category category or class because yeah. if they're all so fucking good the margins between them are going to be so small and it might defeat it would force them to have two different classes only because like no no what i mean like in an entirely electric class though the 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 finish times are going to be so close together since since the cars be, between each other the competition's going to be so steep, you know, fierce. Like it's going to be everybody's going to be putting in almost the exact same time. Like people, are, everyone's going to tie for second type of thing. You know, it's so like somebody's going to win, everyone else can be right there. Yeah, but there'll still be you know tire pressures and what really? type of tire. Oh okay. yeah, Honestly, it, it will never like, get down to hundreds of thousands of a second only because of even the, in an all Tesla class. Yeah, really? yeah, because reaction time, like if if it has any human control whatsoever. 
there's already going to be at least variables. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. But if you've got self-driving cars racing each other at that point, like, are you really having fun or you just, you know, you got a gambling problem? Yeah, right. You're just like racing RC cars. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yep. But even RC cars, you got a little bit of cyborg, you know, kind of human driver on the track. But if like, you literally let these Teslas start driving against each other, then we're going downhill. Like, there's no fun in that. I don't, I, you know, like I said, I'm sure you could gamble on it. Um, you know, but I wouldn't be surprised if, if a couple of rich motherfuckers in the desert have done that already. Oh, you know, that. just like, yeah, some rent, super rich tech tycoons <laughs> that are just written, you know. Let's just max getting off. Let's melt these batteries right now. Let's just put them to the ultimate test forever. Oh my goodness! Yeah, see how long. I saw there was a an accident um, the other day where the Tesla crashed. Oh yeah, and instantly melted, and like nothing recognizable. And there was two casualties. Oh my goodness! Yeah, just it said the thing was just a fireball. Like it, I've heard that they those they, batteries don't stop burning. Yeah, they just don't just melt like a nuclear meltdown. Yeah, you could you can um, fight them for yeah. hours or even days. I've heard. Do you batteries have, won't God. stop burning? I know Something it's not like your that. exact area of or of expertise or anything, but what would you think that would be could be a leading or a future um, battery technology to make them not so fucked up like that or is it just like yeah so much of a liability yeah and like such a fireball Mm. is there any protections you can do to prevent it because i'm sure that's the fucking thing that's been worked on you know like 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 you're saying i don't know batteries i don't know anything like that if you i would hope that they come up with a more sustainable option rather than lithium-ion batteries. As I was say, it's probably the lithium that makes yeah, it. Yeah, if they could make a hydro-powered car, or I know that that technology exists. I've seen water-powered engines before, so it's like, how do you make that more efficient um, right. to be able to harvest? But then again, it's like, we're already facing droughts and stuff. Like, it's hydro... You know, I don't know. There's a lot of yeah. water in the ocean. And I know if they had, like, coastal companies start somehow you know taking ocean water and purifying it into a water that can be used to power an engine or something like that that's where if we're going super future how techy can you get i would think that there's going to be a more sustainable option you think that period though the the battery needs to be like rethunk in order to to make it not so dangerous like that yeah i mean racing cars is super dangerous anyway you know i think most auto um, fatalities are caused by impact and, and stuff and so that's why most race cars are entire tube chassis built race cars that are super safe in case that they roll over going 180 miles an hour around the racetrack you know um, and so like IndyCar racing anytime there's a wreck it's super dangerous because it's an open cabin you know like if you're worried about if you kind of catch on fire I don't think they're worried about that because they're going to be dead first yeah, yeah yeah those people have no fear of death um, and I <laughs> it, as weird as it sounds like you got to be special to be racing yeah. those speeds again tire to tire on an open tire car there's no fence like there's no, no bumping no, or nothing like a... if you get wadded up it's pretty bad but most of them you know there's not a whole lot of um, casualties and so you see pictures of people racing back in like the 50s and 60s, even earlier, you know, as, as early as the automobiles exist. I think people were out ripping <laughs> and, uh, you know, with their wooden wheels and stuff. People, I t- you, you tell me there weren't freaking people in horse no. and buggies oh, trying okay. to race their oh, horse and buggy around. Absolutely. Chariot races, bro. Chariot eggs. Thank you, Brandon. Oh, no. Yep. No yep. Doubt. So you could, you could argue that the, uh, 
I guess speeds weren't being reached, of course. Oh, heck no. I think on a chariot, dude, those guys are probably doing at least 30 or 40 down the street. As far as ripping (laughs) nothing compared to an F1 car, though. No, no, no. But I think in early automobile where you were going 100 and something with with a leather helmet, or something, or a no helmet. You think, and just think, you think fools were going like, that fast back then? Look up 1950s auto racing, and let's see what kind of safety equipment these guys were equipped. I mean, seat belts weren't even a thing until like the <laughs> seven, right? I don't know. Yeah. I thought that they weren't implemented until like the 70s or 80s. I think you're right. When yeah. it was like buckle up, click it or ticket, you yeah, know? Jack. All those kinds of things. That, no, was, yeah. the, that our, was the our parent, our, your, Yours and mine. Fathers didn't grow up with mm-hmm. seatbelts. Some of them real, like, 30s and 40s cars don't have them. You know, like, they're really cool hot runs when you see old classics, but most of them weren't going to come with seatbelts. Yeah. Pretty funny. Dude. Or even, you know, 30s or 40s, some of the older racing. I, I guarantee you're going to see just these cars that are bare bones, and they're just bumper to bumper, banging doors with each other. It's yikes, hilarious. dude. No fear. Big yikes. But really, any motorsport like that, motorcycle racing, anything like that, I mean, you're, you you assume the risk when you're doing the sport kind of thing. Absolutely. And I think when I'm doing drag racing and stuff, there is a lot of risk, of course, but not near to the scale as going, you know. <laughs> I was barely hitting 100 miles an hour in the quarter mile, and there's people doing 200, you know, plus in the most top tier drag racing. You know, going twice as fast as I am. In time a quarter and speed. mile. Yeah. Holy yeah. fuck. Were there... Um, There's like a 120-something guy. That fucking gnarly blue... Yeah, and see, those were even in the eighth mile. Oh. So okay. at PIR, when you came and watched, they were racing... We were racing eighth mile, okay. um, which is, you know... A little shorter, but um, there's a lot of eighth mile tracks only where the drag strip's only long enough for an eighth mile. Um, but Woodburn is a quarter mile track and um you're able to wind it out but there's people running you know five second quarter miles in in super you know 2500 horsepower race cars that run on straight ethanol or any of that crazy stuff um that's that's hundreds of thousands of dollars in car and equipment look at that you know and uh, yeah exactly what are we seeing there that's gotta be just old 50s Dirt, old dirt track. Yep, circle track racing. Almost, they probably use it the same track as a horse racing track or something. Mm. Read that there. That was cool. What did it say? Oh, it's talking about a fairgrounds. Motor racing began at the fairgrounds during the 1933 county fair as its top up for the normal program. <laughs> wow. Half mile track and then Super a five eighth mile track. Hmm. That's cool stuff. Topsfield Fairgrounds. Well, we're, what, yeah, we're but you the, know that like if there was any crash of any kind, those guys were definitely dying. Oh, and just, who was making yeah. those things? Do you know anything about those? Homemade, maybe? Really? I would imagine that they were <laughs> welding and stuff back then. Um, you know, I couldn't tell you what model or... They're, like, back in the 50s, I mean, they were big-bodied full cars that were on the street. So... One that looked like a little, you know, airplane cabin with wheels. Yeah, yeah right. That's pretty crazy. You know, yeah. that's got to be home built, you know. That's all it is. <laughs> it's probably a little frame with some kind of small engine in it. And they're out there full throttle ripping. Fuck. Yeah, yeah, I'm what sure was, it was pretty what do you competitive. What you call that thing? What would you call that thing? Probably a circle track race car. 
Yeah, okay. pretty classic circle track race car. Yeah, are you interested in like uh, modern day like dirt track racing? Like oh yeah, like sports mod. I th- my, my dad's still into that. Yeah, I knew Cod- that Cottage he Grove. always was down in Cottage Grove. Yeah, exactly. Cottage Grove Speedway. Yeah, no kidding. I think that's something that you would need a car for one that was equipped. I know if your dad's racing, he's probably got a full roll cage inside. Well, he has the special weird car that's the it's the, the small I- like a sprint? sports mod. Um, okay. That's, um, I don't know exactly what that. Pull pull one of those up. Yeah, weird. it's just like these little custom stock cars that. Uh, at the same event, though, they have those ones that you were just talking about. The, the ones weird that, ones with the yeah. big fins. Those, those are like are sick. My dad doesn't drive those, cars. but those are, yeah, the sprint cars. Those mm-hmm. are sick. Yep. They're almost driving on three wheels when they're going around like corners. Started. At least the oh. ones, like, yeah. So, like, if they, if they spin out and, like, they stop having oh, the trucks have to come out. Like, they have the little push trucks that come out and push them back on the track and get them going again. How I don't, funny. I don't know what that is, you know, with I the only thing I could think of would be weight savings of all of like the electrical like a starter. I guess you wouldn't need a big electric starter. That's like, you know, ten pounds or something. I don't I don't know how critical they're trying to cut weight, but that would be the only thing I could think of. Yeah. Oh, very cool. And see that has to be home built too, yeah? Or would I mean my dad buys his cars. But I don't I don't know exactly from what. But and I wouldn't be surprised if you could buy a kit, like a right. kit where they sent you all the pipe that's pre bent with maybe some instructions. But obviously you're custom fabricating this thing. But if you're a shop that can put one of those together, yeah, all it is is a series of bars. Like you could cut that car into thirds. Maybe it shows up on a truck. I don't know. But that does look very custom. Yeah. You know, what's that like, called again? The IMCA. IMCA Sports Mod. Sports um, Mod. Yeah. Very cool. I went and saw. One yeah. Time. Yeah, and they ripped too, huh? Yeah. Dude, yeah. Here, I'm trying to bring up a. Probably put some, it, you know, small block V8 of some kind in there. Yeah. Depending on how they sound. They're a rattly fucking loud noise. Yep, yep. No mufflers, of course. You know, just straight engine so. sounds. Yeah. Um, your dad's a yellow. One that I saw. He's race, had so. a few cars. Yeah, yellow. He might Hornet. not have any of the uh, new guys <laughs> on, but this is one of the earlier ones he had. Oh my goodness! Damn, that thing's hella you clean. You can scroll. Dude. This, this is his Facebook page. You can scroll through there. There's a few. Wow. Cars there. See, he's got sponsors. Point S Tire of Springfield. Yeah. Yep. Yes, Matco Tools. So he's probably got a Matco sponsor. You know, like the tool truck, um, the big old truck that drives to shops. They're stocked with tools. Maybe he gets a deal. That'd be sweet, (laughs) man. Yeah, how cool. Totally custom, dude. But if you really look, you can kind of get a a sneak peek of the frame. It's like, you know, that's just a big old frame right there that could easily be pulled in on a flatbed or something. And then, like, the red tube that goes up, and then you see, like, the tubes in there. It can, with the body panels all pulled off of it, it's probably pretty minimal for the yeah, most part, I you know? It. And it's just a go-kart with, like, yep. a metal plating. Yeah. And there's yeah. probably enough in circulation where you're right. You can just buy buy a chassis, you know, and then you could put whatever engine yeah. in it or suspension in it. That'd be fun. Oh, dude, he loves it. Every but you need I a track. There, you know, is... I'd have to drive probably, you know, that's why I don't think it's super popular up here. Yeah. I was uh, never I was into say, it. I don't, if, I don't know if there's, like, a track around in the... No, I'm sure there's probably, probably one like closer in, in Washington than there yeah. is to Cottage Grove. I don't know where, but um, yeah, for the most part, yeah. I'd love to go see it. 
you know, Dude, yeah. motorsports are exciting. It was you and Ross that went, right? Uh, Matt. Yeah, I think I think that's right. Yeah, down uh, in the old dirty Eugene. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we're down there. Yeah, and from what I remember, there's like the three different classes. There's the little sprints or whatever that you said, and then those mods, and then there was just like a class that was just like normal cars that just like little shitty pickups and small little Hondas and shit. Yep, exactly. Yeah, Probably, right? You know, am I right about that? Bring your own, bring your own daily. Yeah. The daily racers. I'm pretty sure that's what I remember. Well, yeah. Another funny, I mean, you guys probably saw just going back to Green Drop Garage. You see that um, the old Honda got crunched again? Yeah. I oh, didn't, man. I didn't hear the story, though. Oh, boy. Uh, Friday, you know, 15 minutes till close, a customer who we had serviced their truck came in or uh, called in was like, hey, my check engine light came on. Can you guys scan it? Sure thing, bring it on down. Can you be here in 15 minutes? Oh, yeah, I'm already on my way. And uh, so, yep, pulls in. We pull this check engine light. Before we knew anything, you know, we're helping them out. And no word of them hitting anything, (laughs) pulling into the dang parking lot. And when we were at the end of the service, after, you know, cheerfully, you know, it's Friday, we're feeling good, and we're giving this person a, a good old experience, they asked, oh, do you know whose car that is with all the stickers on it? And proudly, (laughs) right, me, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's mine. And the way it was sitting, I couldn't see anything. I was staring right at it. And uh, they go, oh, well, I I kind of hit it when I was coming into the parking lot. (laughs) And I, you know, I I am still at work. I'm still, you know, the person uh, in charge there. And so I had to kind of keep us, you know... I couldn't blow up, you know, obviously. And I'm looking at it, and I said, oh, you've got to be kidding me. (laughs) And uh, they had folded the front bumper, and and it caught on itself. And so the front quarter of the bumper looked like it had disappeared. And I was like, oh, what Mm -hmm. the heck? And then I finally get a look at it. But, oh, yeah, we caught the whole thing on on camera, too. So, like. You can see my live reaction because I'm like talking to the guy and you see us pointing and you see my head look over, you know, this to kind of get a look at it. And I'm like, I couldn't say anything other than you this know. motherfucker literally waited till the end of his shit was good. And his to shit ask was pro- me if I knew who's uh, <laughs> and his shit was probably fine. Oh, yeah. It was his tire. It was a truck. And the back the back <laughs> tire caught the edge of my bumper from scraping on it. And yeah, I can't say I mean. Viewers, if you don't know my Honda, its nickname is Skidmark. So uh, it's it's had a couple issues downtown Portland, hit and runs, where I came out and uh, I was downtown one night, and the next morning I caught it, and there was a big old rubber mark down the rear quarter panel of my car oh. from somebody scraping it. And it, good, it's got a reconstructed title from a pretty bad accident, but I rebuilt the front end and it made it look all nice, you know. And um, I will say that the front bumper, I think, was held in by a zip tire, too, to begin with. <laughs> but it looked really nice and it was super tight up against each other. You know, you couldn't tell the difference. And I think when they caught it, they just broke my zip ties yeah. and then continued to fold it under itself. So now it looks, you know. It's tore up, Dude, but I saw the pictures. It looks like it. That's yeah, not, that's not what I thought yeah. happened. And so, uh, but like I, I knew insurance wasn't going to pay me out anything, and I knew that for the most part I could play it off pretty well. And so I just accepted a, a small cash offer 
um, and they were glad to accept. And like uh, two minutes. Yeah, and I was joking, you know, when I was telling people about it because that two hundred dollars is not going to go into fixing that car. It's going to go directly into uh, the the Mustang's Mustang. turbo kit. Yeah, yeah, guaranteed. Exactly. Been so. like, I'll take no less than two grand. Exactly. I, you know, but I'm not that type of guy to yeah, really. No. Remember. They they had a mattress in the back of the Dodge pickup, and I knew that they didn't have a whole lot of money, so I didn't. You know, part of me was still in like the. I'm working. I kind of feel, you know, yeah, sympathize no. with them a little bit. And uh, that's definitely a di- different dynamic when you got to make an encounter like yeah. that while you're on the clock on the job, the guy in charge. In a beat up truck to begin with, with a mattress in the bed of it. Like this, this person's not in the greatest of luck. And they had no shame to tell me that when I was doing the repairs on their truck a week ago. Um, but, you know, if it was an Audi Q7 or something that hit it, you know, yeah, get out your checkbook. I know you got it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's funny. But, uh, yeah, 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 that, you know, it, it was bound to happen. There's a pretty gnarly parking spot that I usually try to take to free up more parking in our parking lot. And it was the one day that happened to get me. I see. But uh, glad it wasn't the Mustang parked there, oh, right? Because oh, I have gracious. parked that car there, you know, before. Yeah. And so, yeah. Yeah, that makes you, it makes it an easy choice when you got to pick which one you want to take to work. Yep, exactly. Yeah, the Mustang is. I daily drove it for four or five years during college and and after. And as soon as I got that Honda up and running, it it became more of a little garage queen. Um, just because the Honda gets great mileage. Garage queen. Yeah, I don't think you need to explain what that means, but I like that one. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't get out much. Yeah. Yep. Is any other cool terminology in your? Oh man, Um, (laughs) some of them will call them a trailer queen. Because oh, you okay. just trail, you don't even drive it to the racetrack. I'll put that on the record that I do drive it to and from the track. So <laughs> on the record, I'm not just there to break it, you know. But a trailer queen, that would be something that yeah spends all the time in the garage. But then even better yet, it doesn't even drive to the track. Mm. It just makes some hits and and goes home. Um, gotcha. But that's why um, my I would label mine as a street car because I can still drive it on the street pretty easily. Gotcha. It's drivable. Doesn't overheat. I can sit in traffic, go on a few hundred mile road trip, no problem. I built that thing pretty good. Yeah. Do you think it'll be a, a trailer queen someday? Is that its end game? Um, you know, my brother and I always talk about that stuff because we want to build more of them. And I, I don't think that this one will ever be a trailer queen. I think I'll have a different car that will probably I won't have. I won't worry about the street legal stuff. Blinkers, lights, all that stuff can get taken out to save weight. You know, when you look at it in the grand scheme of things, mm-hmm. you can really make a car super light if you just have the equipment to make the engine run and the seat, and that's it. You know, everything else is going to be a roll cage, and and you know, you see these cars taken down to the bone, but they're not street legal. So, um, but that is a idea, a plan that you have. Oh yeah, want to get one of those in there? Yep. Yep, yeah. without a doubt, without yeah. a doubt. That would be cool. Yep, yep. You can you can cut, like, the front end off of those things at the shock towers and just weld in a nice little tubular front end to save a whole lot of weight, you know, to get rid of the stamped steel stuff and just go with, like, nice chromoly bars. Pretty cool. Hitters, dude. Oh, yeah, you know. I'm glad I'm getting into it, you know, at a young age. Oh, 26. I, it's super young. Oh, yeah, dude. But, um, and... I think once uh, I got student loans to pay off, man, 
we got a segment on student loans. Oh, yeah, yeah <laughs> no that, kidding. Uh, but I'm happy with you know the career that I'm in, and I'm hoping that not only will it allow me to not go into debt even more than I am, just get my student loans paid off. You know, it's the only debt that I have, um, and so get that all going. And once that's all good, then I'll have even more money to build into the hobby and. You know, I, I hope that motorsports and drag racing and all that stuff doesn't go away anytime soon because I think it'd be a great thing. No, to, dude, I think it's just going to get bigger. You're, yeah, you're, I think I just you guys would like to come and watch it, and there's no other incentive other than to have somebody who's going out and watching it, and I feel like that's a lot. That's the way it is with a lot of my friends and your friends is we could get a crowd out there on Wednesday nights dude, at PIR. I love you those know? homies that those were there. Those guys, they like, show up on their classic motorcycles, kind of like a beatnik crowd, kind of <laughs> like like it's a modern, bohemian crowd. Y- Dude, yeah, very trend. Like, uh, how would that be more of Europe, your alley? Yeah, no, they're like, um, you know, early mid thirties, close knit friend group of hippie bohemian, kind like, of greaser type. You know, maybe like has punk, post punk Portland, true hot true, rodder kind of style you know, to where their their bikes are real custom. They'll have like you know, not a big fancy Harley by any means, but they're it'll like the circus. Have, you know how there's like circus is yeah, like a personality type is like a circus member. Yeah, that's that was almost them. Yeah, yeah like they're yeah. like they're, they're very outspoken and passionate when they're cheering. You know, like with rowdy, their buddies and their like rowdy crowd. Types, yeah, they're bar crowds. Just, Leather yes. jackets. You know, maybe a big puffy corduroy jacket or something with their mustache <laughs> and. Um, you know, black Some jeans, tats. Yep. You know, they they yep. work in the cert, the bar industry. A lot of them probably are like tattoo parlors. Yep. Black you know? jeans rolled up a bit with white socks underneath. Maybe with kind of that. You know, but they're they're passionate. You know, yeah, they're no, all there for fun. for one guy. I think. Yeah. Um, and there was a good grip of them, probably fifteen to twenty. And yeah. like I said, half of them rolled up on freaking sweet motorcycles with chicks on the back. These guys knew what they were doing. A lot of the chicks were driving too, riding. Oh, yeah, dude, having a good time with everybody. No, dude, it was beautiful. Uh, but, yeah, my brother and I are both on during the summer, Wednesday nights out at Wednesday PIR. Nights. There's always drag racing, and um, my brother was doing pretty good, and he was, like, number – the last few events have gotten rained out, but I know that on the last one he was, like, ranked number four, you know, in the class we were in or something like that. He was killing it, yeah. What's the – Putting, putting Enemo Racing on the map. Dude, yeah, what? how high on the leaderboard have you ever made it? Well, so, you know, not to remind everybody, but <laughs> I am the back-to-back stick shift champion at the Ford Fever Classic. Okay, but no, no, no. so that's only, one, that's only one event. Yeah. I was not even probably on the leaderboard or towards the bottom only because I had only raced there twice, whereas Ben had gained points from many uh, events, I don't know how many, maybe five or six before throughout the summer, I think. Um he could, he's probably going to listen to this and correct me when, you know, right. but I know that there was a, a few events that he had raced in prior and had, he was in the finals the, uh, the week before you had came. And, uh, and so he had been winning, you know, he was yeah. doing good, knocking people out going rounds on these guys. And it's cool. Cause everybody's automatic and, and Ben and I, for the most part, I'm sure there's a couple stick shift out there, but nobody's rowing gears, um, to the finish line. Really? Yeah, a lot of them are automatics, which makes it, a, once again, not as exciting. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, they're fast and they're very consistent and they go times. But to be able to drive a manual car with a clutch and all the other things that comes with it and be able to compete with these guys, it really shows how much of a 
driving skill we may have um, right. versus just you know having a no, fast car. Your your you know your appendage is is joined in with the yes. forming a very sexual and strong grip intimate bond. bond. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Like, um, but for the most part. Um, the stick shift thing is probably what we're going to stick with, you know, try and get big in that. Um, but eventually, rather than there being more of like a bracket style racing, which I can't explain that a little bit too, you would be going more heads up in the fact that it's based off of reaction time and actual time that you put in, like who actually goes faster. For sure. Whereas bracket racing is also based on reaction time, but also how well you can dial in your time. Yep. Um, you're, you're right on your car, what time you're going to run and you have to get as close to that time as possible. And your reaction time is tied into that as well, because it would, it, it's from when the light goes green. Yeah. And so if you sleep on the tree, that reaction time is going to add onto your final time. Right. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's how it works. So if you have a really, really good reaction time, then you're going to, you know, be able to close that gap in between the time you ran versus the time you think you're going to run. And that's how I won in the stick shift classes. There were definitely cars that were faster than I was. However, I was able to uh, run my same time every time, super consistent. And that's how you win. Even with the stick shift, dude. Exactly, exactly. And so it would burn. My class was only stick shift. Oh, okay. Yep. And so that's how my brother, my dad, we all have manuals. That's even more impressive then. It is, yeah. And I feel like, though, the people that I was racing, not only was there only maybe four competitors in the the biggest group, but um, they were also a little more on the rookie scale to where they had all these newer Mustangs that were running way slower times than they should whereas i'm racing like maybe the fastest my car can be racing at the time yeah, or at least yeah. i like to think that no that that's true and that's another, so that's um, another element of it that makes it a, like a challenging yeah thing. Like, yeah you're not just kind of coasting you're you know white knuckling it yep exactly and and i'm doing a lot of the building and making my car faster than it should be because of the modifications that i'm making um these cars in today's standards were not fast when they came out but now we're making them fast and able to compete with the new guys that are just dropping $20,000 on a new Mustang or <laughs> more than that, you know. I want to be more able to beat them. Oh, yeah. um, and we're close. You know, I do have a video of me beating a 2013 5.0 Mustang that has double the horsepower than I do, but yet the guy really didn't know how to launch it or drive it. And so in a quarter mile since, I outran, you know, I beat him. That's cool. Pretty, pretty good, yeah. Where is that? Woodburn. Yeah, okay. actually, um, it was when your family were all there oh, okay. when you were coming back from your road trip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, the old Lynch crew, all happiness, or, you know, Coop Road gang. <laughs> yeah. They were out cheering me on and cheering my dad on as well, and it was a blast. It was super hot, but uh, we had brought umbrellas and stuff to stay out of the sun, so. Um, oh, yeah. That was, yeah, that was this year. Good, nice. I'm going to have to get out there and come watch some, some yeah. racing stuff. That sounds really Yep, this Dude. next summer we're going to take it a little more serious and just my brother's out there a lot. Is this the first year you've been involved with that or has your brother been doing it for a while? Or? We had dabbled, like you know, like I had been to the Ford Fever Classic at Woodburn for the last few years, but that would be like the only event that I go to, uh-huh. especially when I was in Eugene. Um, but now that I'm up in PIR, or in Portland, I have been able to go out to the Portland International Raceway um, 
you know, on a Wednesday or, or whatever the past couple of years, I've been able to at least go once this year. I've been twice, but so we're trying to take it a little more serious, yeah, right? Like we're trying to be out there every Wednesday. Everybody's going to know our cars. We're already making, you know, Ben, he's got the convertible going on. He's got the red, white, and blue oh, yeah, the light roll bars. cage. He's got light bars, you know, yes, he's vertical, really sweet uh, red seat covers for his Kirky seats. I mean, his is pretty custom too. I mean, it's totally custom, and uh, you know, we're we're turning heads, and and he, you know, I showed up, and everyone knew who he was, you know, and then, you know, now we're both we both rock no hoods, and so we're the only Fox bodies there with no hoods on it. They're naked. Ben's got red, white, and blue all up this, so you know, just merrick it out. And he's got the stormtrooper. Yeah, I got the black one with the cool, Dude, you know, squad. white hubcaps. They got white on the back. You know, it's a clean and looking car. What does car. your dad race again? He's got the '67 coupe, '67 Mustang, 289 factory, 289 with a four speed, top loader four speed, and uh, I think he just put in a new rear end um, with some nice gears in it, and. Um, you know, he's he, we got him fired up too. Yeah, he's he's more in the classic stuff because that's what he knows. Um, but it's very unique. He's really you know, other than other '67 full blown race cars that people have dumped a bunch of money into. My dad's racing like a stock one with you know the floorboards are all rusted out and stuff. But you know how he rolls; he doesn't care. Yeah, that's beautiful, man. Yeah, classic stuff. But uh, yeah, yeah, drag racing, all racing in general. I'm trying to get into it and i just gotta do it you know i'm set up i got film equipment you know i got a little i got a tripod so you know i it's funny that you know the name of the game these days is trying to produce content whether it's for a monetary purpose or just for fun i mean i think it's healthy Mm -hmm. i think it's Healthy to talk and, and you're filming yourself to where some I oh, I would hope that I gain traction and it would be cool to make money, but my purpose would be to more or less provide entertainment for the people who want to see oh, it. Oh dude, yeah. And, and uh you've already got you're already warmed up for it, dude. Yeah, a little gotta, bit. You just gotta add the layer of um the infrastructure layer. Yep. To it. Yep, through college yeah. and even just messing around and mm-hmm. putting stuff on Snapchat and stuff like I got a lot of love dude, every you know, week from you people put, that I wouldn't expect to get it from. Dude, every you know? week, like at least once or twice a week, you post like four minutes of you throwing, showing us what you're throwing down on, you know? Yep, yep. Like, and, and it's funny that most people that are finding it interesting aren't working on that same car, whereas I'm almost posting it for the people who are, you know? Like... I oh, think when yeah. I'm making the video that all these people are loving the tech talk, you know, they know all this stuff. And then most of the time I get a lot of love from people who are like, dude, love your videos. Like, it's interesting. You know, you're, you're almost teaching them for the first time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas I'm expecting people to only find value out of it if they know what I'm talking about. Right. You know? No, no, I don't think that's the case. And so I think that's why I'm like excited because I feel like maybe I could no, dude, gain an audience that, you know, there's a really natural and organic, like, uh, educational component to it too like because i know so 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 little about that shit but i don't even down to what it takes to make a thing go forward you know mm-hmm. i couldn't tell how you how an engine works yeah, or, i, I don't i don't know these things yeah like you 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 tell us how they're all connected you explain exactly you explain it to us in a way that a five-year-old can understand i really like that like yeah <laughs> if you, yeah. you make it, it sound interesting so yep exactly i don't i don't try and breeze yeah. through it like uh 
like you got, you know, I, I guess there is that component to where I do take a moment to stop and maybe explain why this would even be important, you know. Mm. But yeah, yep, definitely, uh, definitely getting into the modification game, and I think my dream would be for Enable Racing to become kind of an entity to where if somebody wants something done on their Fox body, and that's kind of that is something that we want to, I want to specialize in is. I feel like it's a niche niche thing to where I can only do Fox bodies, know them very, very well. Yeah, you're going to be a specialist. I, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. You're a specialist, bro. That's yep. cool. Yep. I can't, you know, I can't really make your Honda go too fast, but if you got a Fox body <laughs> and you're wanting what yeah, upgrades right. to you, buy, you'd I've know done where, it. You'd know yep. where to start for a Honda, too. Yeah, yeah. But let's be real, probably. Dr. Mustang. Yeah, we always joke around that all the little modifications, there's like the stage one performance pack for Hondas, like the Enable Racing stage one performance pack is like, you know, oh putting God, yeah. putting stickers on your fender, you yeah. know, stage one yeah. arrow. That'd be so fucking funny to put that together. Oh like, my goodness. Get a list of products that are like the Enable, you know. Like exactly. That. Someone wants the stage one package, then yeah. I have a shopping list already pre-built. Right, yeah, you have different <laughs> budgets. Yep. Thing. Yep. Exactly. But that's all real stuff. You know, yeah. there's definitely speed shops and performance shops that have that kind of thing to where I, for this amount of money, I can make your car go this fast using yeah. these parts. Yeah. And yeah. I can install it for $5,000 and uh, give me a week, right. no, you know, or something like that. It's an already existing business, mo- business model. Oh, yeah. We're thinking about uh, throwing down and getting a lift over at my dad's house. That'd be cool. Super cool. We could even do side work, you know, side hustle. You guys need Dude. your brakes done. The fab we can go back to the brakes. Yeah, <laughs> Dude, they're gonna be taking business away from Green Drop. Oh, exactly. <laughs> yeah, there is some some gray area there to where they don't care about doing side work, but we cannot use shop equipment oh, for sure. a monetary purpose. I see. Yep. Yep. That exactly. That's cool, though. And so I can't use the shop to make myself money. Right. Right. There, and that's, there'd be some, you know. But it's cool. Gray you, area. But you would be able to help out a homie on the just. For, Oh, yeah. Shits and giggles. Using the knowledge that I get? Heck, yeah. yeah. Even, uh, for instance, Cody McGuffey. I think um, we're going to possibly try and rebuild a cylinder head on his Toyota. Um, He's burning some oil. And I told him, hey, man, if we really wanted to try and buckle down and do it, it would probably, you know, we'd get it torn down pretty quick. And I think that I have the confidence to help him out and be able to save him some cash for sure. Yeah, right. Because you'll still have to take the cylinder head to a machine shop and have them freshen it up. But the labor that you would pay to have a shop do that you're talking you know a couple oh, thousand gross, at least gross, yeah and sure. so we'll get them the, you know you, you can buy the parts and we'll you know get it done but that always be you know i don't want to be a, a regular maintenance mm. kind of shop you know mm. definitely we didn't want total box bodies only <laughs> <laughs> yeah right <laughs> yeah get out of here the fox club yep exactly <laughs> Well, shit, dude. Is there anything else we want to cover, or anything else we didn't touch on that we were itching to? Yeah, you I think mean, you want to plug. It's I you mean, know plugging pretty good, pretty pretty casually. But if you got any more things you want to shout out, dude. I mean, this is, this is the loudest platform. I mean, you know, you probably you probably get nothing in views. Get some to what outreach. We're um, you know, <laughs> stay tuned um, for for some some YouTube content. I think. Uh, I, I, I think I'm going to start a new one. I do have a YouTube channel out, but it really doesn't have much, you know, prominent stuff on it. So I think I'm going to start a new one. Might be called Enable Racing. Might be called 
you know, something with Tug and have Enable Racing kind of be a, a part that I'm in, yeah, but leave it kind of open because, you know, I think my brother would like to produce some content too or be able to, absolutely, you know, claim something of his own. And so as far as what I would like to do is maybe just, yeah, I don't know. But, my, yeah, yeah, shout out Green Drop Garage. If you guys are in the Portland area and you're looking for <clears throat> even advice or direction on anything, you know, car-related, feel free to hit us up. You can find us at greendropgarage.com. Um, you know, um, otherwise, yeah, not a whole lot else to, to I'm, I'm, there's tons, but, you know, <laughs> yeah. for, for what we're, sure what we're up go, to. You could probably go for days. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but, no, yeah, no, it was dude. great. Good stuff. Great too, talking, man. and I know you guys are always happy to listen. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's fun to fun to talk cars and nothing but cars <laughs> with people who are actually wanting to hear about cars. Because most people just I yeah, lose them after well, we I start. Sure appreciate well, it very much. we cover the cars <laughs> thing, and we uh, yeah, we we did some. I think we transcended just cars today, and, and that's how I feel yep. in my soul. You guys but are enlightened. <laughs> I I appreciate you a ton, Tug, and I appreciate everyone for listening. I think that's pretty much all for this time. Thank you very much for coming. Goodbye. <laughs>